Hey everyone, Garrett with a note here that I wanted to put in before we start the show. Our guest today on today's podcast is Jesse Cox, and we spend uh, the entire episode talking about the state of MMOs and a lot about Final Fantasy Fourteen. So if you are concerned about Final Fantasy Fourteen spoilers, do know that we do get into some story spoilers up through, let's call it the that cave scene or the trolley cult in Shadowbringers. So if you don't know about the cave scene or the trolley part in, in Shadowbringers and you're worried about spoilers, uh, tread, tread lightly. You know, you've been warned. We don't go super deep. We don't just straight up tell you so-and-so died, this and that, but we do, we do kind of, you know, talk rather openly about our experiences with the game so far. Nonetheless, I had so much fun with this episode. So please give it a listen and enjoy Grinding Gear Podcast, episode 21, with Jesse Cox. Oh, and hey, patrons, thank you for the support. It was by design! And welcome back, everybody. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett, here as always with Kyle. But it's a special episode this week. You might might be wondering, why the hell is this coming to me on Tuesday instead of Thursday? Or you read the title and there's no surprise for you here whatsoever. But surprise! (laughs) Jesse Cox is joining us today. Hey, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on, dude. Ah, Our pleasure. It was, uh, this is one of those rare occasions where things just naturally happen by way of inter- like internet interaction, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, it, mostly just me stalking the two of you as you make your way <laughs> through Final Fantasy 14. I'm not gonna lie, I have a problem. I don't know what is. I have watched. Uh, this is absolutely true. I've watched every single Final Fantasy 14 video made in the last two years, I think, because uh, I'm a crazy person, and I have absolutely gone to youtube and selected uh like order of upload and just been like have i seen this one yet have i seen this reaction video Hmm, have i seen and i'll watch them all and i feel like that's a problem but like it's you know (laughs) it's one that i have i guess yeah it's it's a thing it's a thing we're not we're not quite there yet we're in the thick of shadow bringers but uh when we're done like this is the fate that awaits us uh, the fate that awaits all players. Apparently, apparently now, you know, cause I was going to say, uh, I was going to, I was going to start off by letting you know just how flattering it is to know that you watch our videos, but now I realize it would have happened anyway. <laughs> uh, well, here's, I will say this. There are many videos that I watched. I'm like, that was terrible. I have no desire to watch any more of that. And there's some videos where I'm like, I love this. And I keep going back and you fall into that category. Oh, where I absolutely love uh, watching, not only just watching the two of you play it live, but I think your summary slash like actually well edited videos are fantastic. And um, there's some of the best 14 content currently available. And so I just want to like hype the two of you up a little bit because it is a joy to watch and uh, see how totally incorrect all your theories are. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. I'm so, it, I'm so glad that, that you're in the camp of that. Very early on, we were like, maybe we should cut out every theory we ever make. 
so that the videos mm. stand on their own as this as this thing. Uh, and and we let it kept a few of them in there just for the hell of it, and people kind of grabbed onto it. Like in the comments, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh boy, this is very amusing." We're like, "Okay, cool. There's there's an audience for this." But now now that it, the internet's own Jesse Cox has said that that's rad, <laughs> we're just gonna pick that feather up, put it in our cap. I mean, it, it is bizarre. We're working forward. on our we're working on our end of year video, bit of a summary of everything we've done. And I found a clip of us being like, "Who's old rocket boots?" Oh, it was Alize <laughs> walking into an Oriange scene. What the hell? Is, what, what rocket boots? Who's this? Oh, their first costumes had their boots kind of looked like the the bad live action Mario Brothers jumper boots. You're right. And the holes, the weird holes, and then, then the alpha nose in the snow. And you're like, oh, dude, no, no, the, the, the pants holes. Oh, you're talking about the exposed hips? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the exposed hips. Yeah, the. The mid, the mid drift, <laughs> putting the drift in mid drift, or draft in mid drift. There's a joke there. I'm, I can't find it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Jesse, you were a part of my experience as well because I watched your uh, what was it? Wow, I haven't watched it again because I'm not allowed because now I know that there's things in there that I saw that I didn't understand the time, but now I would if I watched it. So I can't watch it again. But it was your what years of Wow versus months of Final Fantasy? Pretty you, much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that was that was an important part of my conversion over in as I went, what the, well, 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 oh, this guy's talking about it. He's, he's saying the things. Coined the it's, action, the, the RPG MMO, the MMORPG. Ding. Yeah, it's it's like a weird uh, kind of thing that I've, I'm, every once in a while I become obsessed with an idea and it gets stuck in my head and I'm like, I gotta do it. I gotta make it. And that was one of those things where after playing through Final Fantasy 14, I was like, I got to express myself in some way. I think that's, you know, that's wacky creative types. I think, you know, you, you find the desire to create something and just put it out there. And that's one of those times where I made something that people seem to really respond to. And so I'm very thankful for that because sometimes it don't always work. And so, uh, <laughs> I had one of those this year. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. You spend 40 hours on a thing and no one gives a damn. And you're like, <laughs> all right, lesson learned. But, uh, it's yeah, it was it's an interesting thing to look back on spending 15 years of your life, uh, you know, through all the different life changes, having a constant and that constant being a thing where you're like, I could always rely on you to be there and then realize that like maybe I relied on you a little too much and you weren't what I was looking for. And then you find something else that is completely up your alley and you're like, that's what I wanted the entire time. And uh, that's kind of where I am with Final Fantasy 14, where it is a game that is both giving me the story content that I want, but at the same time, also letting me have outs where I'm so thankful. It's a game that's just like, yo, take a break. You don't even need to be playing right now. We're not going to have any updates for like three months. Go play something else. It's all right. And you're just like, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. And it's so needed because I'm freedom grinding and like getting things to like power up so then you can do this and this i think in the video i said one of the things i realized that like my time was being wasted and wow was just flying the amount of stuff you had to do to fly Dude. versus 14 which is like just touch a current and then if you touch enough you can fly i was like oh okay hold me back <laughs> <Okay>. kyle <laughs> <laughs> we could we could do a one yeah. a one hour dissertation on how wow was handled flying in the last like four expansions and why mm-hmm. it's infuriating me greatly but yeah yeah 
Most recent one, totally fine. Love it. Love it in Dragonflight. They're doing a good job. Uh, good on you. As a matter of fact, they've done such a good job. Old flying feels horrible now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The old flying. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that's happening for a lot of content creators. I think a lot of us went to try Dragonflight, and we kind of went, oh, oh, all the things that I was putting on this game are in Final Fantasy. So why don't I just let WoW do its own thing? And be enjoyed in its own sphere. I've got Final Fantasy over here doing all those things I kept poking how to do. I don't know, just, it's kind of worked out. Yeah, I, I feel like there's no, there's nothing wrong with being a person who plays Final Fantasy or WoW or Guild Wars or whatever your vibe is. Like everyone has their own thing that they enjoy. I just think that for me personally, I was like, I, I'm trying to do 50 things over here. I don't have time to invest in a game that, like WoW is a game that, is designed from the ground up to be like, keep them online as much as possible. I fundamentally can't do that anymore. I just can't. And so, you know, hearing the things I'm hearing about Dragonflight, I'm like super hyped for it. I think that's really cool. Haven't touched it, but like, I like the changes they're making to it. And I think if they keep down that pathway, more good things will happen to them. And it seems like a lot of fans really enjoy it. So like, cool. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it as nearly as much as I would have with any other expansion up to this point. Because uh, I'm also having a perfectly wonderful time over in Final Fantasy. But right. uh, I, I, have, I have gone in there, and it, there's a lot more... The grind is still there if you want it, and and like everything with Mythic and the the, the weekly vault, all that stuff is still there, that, that kind of time vampirism. <laughs> Boy, I hate Mythics. <laughs> I do, too. I hate them. I do, too. I feel like if I could have a, a regular group of four people that uh, none of us had to worry about anyone's schedule and we were all available exactly when one of us wanted to do it magically then it'd be cool <laughs> but oh, yeah wouldn't that be something called college mythics mm. in a in in a pickup environment uh is tied for the most toxic gaming experience i've ever had with the first time i ever played league of legends that's just don't want to go there and after final fantasy 14 no. i have zero zero patience for that kind of uh that kind of online interaction Mm-hmm. so yeah it's 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 interesting but there's what i enjoy about dragonflight at least what i've experienced from it so far which again um not like end gaming it in dragonflight right now but there's a lot more kind of just vibage to be enjoyed um which i wasn't expecting and maybe i'm just looking for it now because of final fantasy maybe that i'm, I'm wondering if it's kind of changed how i approach an mmo i'm hearing good things uh one of my friends is playing through it pretty crazily right now and uh, he was like, do my spoilers? Can I tell you something? I was like, I don't care. Hit me. <laughs> and he's like, dude, there's this bronze dragonflight store. And he like goes off and tells me the whole thing. And I was like, that sounds like something I would thoroughly enjoy. And so hearing that, I'm like, all right. It seems like they're doing some really good stuff comparative to where they've been over the last few years. So I know exactly. I'm all for it. I think I know exactly what everybody's talking about. It's it's near the end of the, of the leveling before they're like, and now you can do world quests. And mm-hmm. I was I was firmly in the do not care about the story basically the whole time. The last two zones, I was like, oh, I'm really into this. Why didn't you pepper this throughout more? Like, but everything's different. It, it kind of depends on how much you give a crap about each colored dragon flight. But they put all my favorite stuff at the end. And so I got to the end. And I was like, oh, I actually kind of care about this. Um, yeah. And I wasn't up to that point. So, yeah, I, I agree with uh, your unnamed friend that 
uh, started geeking <laughs> out over the bronze stuff because I did as well. Um, yeah. but, and I and I, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk about it because because Kyle's just like eh, Final Fantasy. Which <laughs> so, uh, is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. There's no judgment. Yeah, here. I'm the I'm the pusher here. You know, I'm the I'm the Dragon Age Bioware yeah. guy. I gotta. I, I just did the story. I need emotion. You know, I need I need weight. I'm I'm scrolling through your old videos, Jesse, and uh, oh, you're total. I'm so sorry. You need emotion. I Jack, do. Everyone watching right now, just moment of silence for these two. <laughs> just moment of silence. Coming they don't up. know what's about. Yeah. I'm like I don't like I can't even talk about it. Because I feel like it will ruin it for you. Y'all about to feel some stuff. If you, Y'all if, about to feel things. If you're worried I, about spoiling us by saying you're going to feel things, uh, plenty of people have already done that. So no worries. I just need you to know. I had 15 years of WoW, 25, maybe 30 years of video games in general. Just like never in my life have I spent as much time crying as playing Final Fantasy, like in my life, like just like tears. I think, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I have, this game broke me down to my base <laughs> elements. I was like, no, it's a mess. Yo, oh boy. So have fun. Thank you. <laughs> this is the most on-brand uh, recommendation of Final Fantasy I've ever heard. You're going to be an emotion emotionally destroyed. It's the best mm-hmm. game I've ever played. Like, wait, what? Like, no, you're going to be sad afterwards. You should play it. Well, like, uh, what? I don't know if sad's the right word. I f- it's 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 a weird feeling because you'll definitely like tear up, but it's somewhere between happy tears and emotionally resonant you know what it's like it's like um if you ever see an actor cry and you just know the actor's thinking of something else and that's what's making them cry in that scene it's that kind of vibe Mm. like the it's like a very sweet set it's like you're not like oh the game got me and like that character was my like that kind of thing and although you've experienced some of that there isn't uh that isn't what it is. It's very weird to describe to people because it's not a sad cry, but it's certainly like a bittersweet thing. And that's basically the next 60 hours of gameplay you have uh, <laughs> or however long it takes to beat the next two expansions. Yeah. Where you're at now and then the knowing, next one. So knowing our pace, fun. I don't know, three years. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. It, it's it's so interesting. I I enjoy the dichotomy of of looking at our chat popping off and seeing where I think they're expecting us to be emotionally resonant and then not having that reaction at all, but then something that seems inconsequential, like just kind of like, ooh, ooh, that got me right in the heart. Uh, we had a mm-hmm. scene with uh, everyone's favorite Bungardalina recently that we played through in Shadowbringers. Where I was like, that might be the single best piece of voice acting I've heard in the game so far. That was really good. Oh, it's also, I mean, it's intensely it personal too, because I'm in the Fordola, you know, flashback and I'm, I'm a dad. So I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and everyone's like, like, this isn't one of the uh, licensed cry moments, Kyle. Please calm down. <laughs> Have you heard of Sloppe, perhaps? And you're like, I, why? I, we're not even into the top of the tower yet. What are you all talking this about? This is not an approved sadness zone. Uh, you're going to need to apply for permitting before you're allowed to be as sad as you currently are. 
no, I'm the, I'm the, the, the for <laughs> you. It's it's anything parent anything relating to parenthood gets you. Anything related to like uh, 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 being a good husband or partner uh, usually wrecks me. Uh, so we had like random Joe and Trolley Town go down a dark path <laughs> that involved a, a, a wife, and I was just like. I went into this not caring about the zone and thinking it was kind of filler. And now I kind of need a moment. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's when you least expect it for me. It's when you least expect it. That's it's uh, the point. I think mm-hmm. that's what I'll say. <laughs> I'll say that's the point. Yeah. It's when you least expect it. And it's the things that resonate with you the most. And I'm sure chat will agree. That is the point. Yeah, I, did and I'll it, zip, 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 yeah. zip, and throw it away. Protect my own excitement. I still think it's going to be, you know, everyone sitting around the Shinji chair clapping. That's going to be the end. And it's going to make no chair. sense. They don't know how to pull it off. Like, I don't know how you tie all this together. Mm. I'm not intimately familiar with your entire online career up to this point, Jesse, but I, I know you, you were I'm so sorry. You were from, <laughs> I know you were from the, you know, you came out of the blizzard sphere as well, at least had a long time that you spent over there. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, I know you were in world of Warcraft. I know you're also involved with, with heroes, which is a game that is really special to Kyle and me. Cause we forged a lot of what we're doing now, actually through heroes of storm. Cool. Um, but did, it, like, cause I find it interesting now, cause we're coming in from, covering essentially competitive games over in blizzard Two, now just sinking our teeth into the narrative of, of final fantasy 14. And I don't know, I find it so maybe, maybe it's just a change of pace and it's nice, but I, I like that swap going from the kind of try hard atmosphere of things like uh, wow, which is a game that for most of its existence has focused on end game and progression. And here's the storm, which is just inherently PVP then going over the final fantasy and we were a little worried at first because like this is so out of left field for stuff we've done but we've i think kyle you and i put words in your mouth uh i feel like i have i've earned that uh we've worked together long enough i feel like we're just kind of stoked that we get to geek out about narrative because we do we've always liked story it's something that he and i talk about off air all the time and now we have a wonderful excuse to just geek out about how much we enjoy fiction and narrative Mm. i mean the so i would say for most of the time of my life i've been obsessed with story like when i was younger the games that attracted me on uh nintendo and super nintendo shout out to the old days were um story based games right it was the things that i resonated with the most were those jrpgs like final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 6 are some of my favorite games of all time it was the first time i remember playing a video game where i was like this this seems pretty adult you know and as a kid when he's i don't want to spoil those games but there's some heavy stuff in those games and um when the other games that are out the time are like joe and mac and you're a caveman and you save cave babes or like uh mario joe hockey yo shout out to joe and mac yeah, my favorite games all right. so that is something i haven't heard, thought about since i saw the cover of yeah, blockbuster <laughs> yo uh, or like, you know, the Mario game where there's like the thin guy and the medium guy and the fat guy and like the thin guy flies over the ice, but the fat guy falls. like there's a whole like it wasn't games weren't all that, you know, story driven way back when. And so to experience things that were very story heavy, like I remember playing through Final Fantasy six, like two dozen times just because I loved the story so much. And then to see more and more story games get developed over time. And, and that kind of thing was amazing. And so I really fell in love with Warcraft 
and StarCraft back in the day when they were like RTS games. And I thought they did a story really well. And it was super fun to play a game that was like, I'm building a, an army, but also there's a, a conflict with some pretty awesome story here. And I love that stuff. And so uh, when I was playing through Final Fantasy 11, because I'm, I'm like, like I said, I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd from the, you know, to begin with, I was playing through Final Fantasy 11 and uh, that game not single player friendly. Let me tell you at level 14, you had to be in a party killing crabs on a beach. It sucked, but I did it anyway. Cause I was like, this story is really good and I enjoy what's going on. And so when someone said, Oh, wow, has a MMORPG and that thing you can do single player. I was like, goodbye, final fantasy 11. Goodbye. <laughs> and immediately ditched went over there. And what I enjoyed about that at first was single player. And then they started throwing in some story elements. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see where this goes. And then over the next 15 years, it was like, if you want to see the story and like get the real story, you have to be in like a raiding guild and you got to be like some of the hardest core raiders in the world. Cause if you want to see what really happens, you got to do the mythic raid. I'm like, okay. So I spent a lot of time <laughs> doing kind of what you were doing, which is suddenly I went from being a story driven nerd who loves story-based games to now i'm doing hardcore raiding getting server first and like fighting for world first titles in my guild and i'm just like i hate this <laughs> this like it's like oh yeah no all right we're meeting every night this week eight hours it was another job on top of the job that i had and i was like bro i can't do this anymore and so i left that and sort of joined another guild and then that guild was still just like even though we're very relaxed and casual four nights a week, six hours a night. And you're just like, come on, man, I got stuff to do. And so during the sort of downtime between Battle for Azeroth and Shadowlands, it was just kind of like, hey, do you want to, do you want to try Final Fantasy 14? I was like, oh, I tried it before. I got to like level 40, super boring, like not feeling it. And like, come on, let's just try it. Like, okay. Went back, uh, haven't left since. And that was, that. It, again, it might've been because it was 2020 and I had nothing going on, like the <laughs> height of everyone's inside. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I don't know. But it like hit at the right time. And it reminded me like, oh my God, this is what I love in games. Like I love the storytelling more than anything else. To me, it is the most important thing more than like what cool controls you have and more than all like that is what I'm here for. So the, when it hit me at the right time, I don't know what happened, but I am all about this game now. And it is something that I'm super into and I haven't been pulled away from it. And every time I try something else, I'm like, it's cool. But and then I'm just here. I'm back. And that's, that's really it. That's interesting. That's a fascinating way to put it basically like hoodwinked we all kind of did the the warcraft 3 story thing and we're like a story game all right and we enter classic where i'm like oh the world is the story and then right then that that rating i did the same i had to see vash like it's vash i gotta go to her i gotta mm -hmm. get in the black temple to fight illidan if i don't meet him directly the story doesn't hold up anymore right and so you, you, you do that night after. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the, an the, interesting the major villain in BC that's like on all the posters, but yeah, he doesn't show up at all until the final raid. <laughs> right. So we that's, build this. No, I was, I was gonna say like, that's, that's my um, like biggest problem with wow is that the promise of the story is there, but you go level, you know, let's say 60 to 70 
you are just experiencing the zones, learning about the zones. Nothing story really happens until you reach max level. And then they, all right, wait uh, six months, wait another six months, wait another six months. You're like, I just want to see how this ends, bro. <laughs> and Final it's Fantasy tough. then has uh, it has an ending at the end of the box you bought. Like you bought Heaven's Ward, you yeah. got to the end of point oh. You've got mm-hmm. a nice re- it's, it's a chapter end. There's still stuff to take care of, but you have a a big moment. And you've to me, that's what I've been consistently impressed by every single time. Is I'm like, yeah, I want to see what's next. But if uh, I try to put on my if I was playing this current hat, if I had to wait however long it is until the next patch. I would be at least narratively fulfilled right now. Like mm-hmm. it, it feels like there's a, a the, there's a closing of a chapter and there's a little bit of a celebration for you, the player. Like it's like, Hey, you did it. Good job. And it's not, it's not just cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. It is ending with a promise of more to come. Well, and you end up in that cycle too, because we all did it. We're like around, I th- for me, it was cataclysm. You went, Oh, well they put out the video anyway. So say day it comes out, I'm going to watch the video and I end up kind of going, well, now I don't care anymore. <laughs> plus, plus Rathian stole the kill. So uh, I, I can't even put my character model in there if I really, really work that hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in games. I don't know. I go back and forth. More recent, wow, I'm I'm pretty down on. I think I think BC to Wrath was the best ever because they really learned like my complaints about where is Illidan in your Illidan expansion? They learned from that. Arthas is peppered mm-hmm. all throughout Wrath. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And then after that, it's just, it's all subjective. I just, I didn't personally like the story. I have friends that do, but I, I haven't been into the story that wow's been, been selling. It's, it's tough what wow does because, and I've, I've asked them this and I, and they constantly give me the same answer and it's an honest answer. I'll admit that, but, but I'll always be like, how come the last two expansions has this character and they had a story arc and then this expansion, they're just not in it. Like, shouldn't they be concerned with what's like, look, we just have too much characters right now and we didn't want to write them in. And so we're dealing with this other plot. And it's like, okay, but you created a whole story with this guy. Like, again, Rathian, like you mentioned, perfect example. Dude's entire storyline was like, we need to stop the Burning Legion. And then he comes back for old gods. And you're like, wait, where were you doing the Burning Legion expansion, my man? And it's that kind of thing where different writers have different priorities and different things. And so they like, there's just too many characters in that world. And each expansion, they introduce like five or six new characters and we're supposed to care about them. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to the last guy. And so I think (laughs) Final Fantasy 14 does a very good job of being like, here are your characters. We're going to continue with them and sure you might meet new people, but you're still going to have your core group and they're going to be with you the entire time. And you're going to get to know them and they're going to like grow with you. And by the time you get to the end, you're going to be like, what a fun adventure that was. And I think that's something that, you know, wow hesitates with, but it's also one of the good things about wow, because <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, for as much as I love it, boy, is it impossible to convince people like, Hey, I know I'm hyping up this game to you. I know it's amazing. All you need to do is play through 60 hours of content to get to level 50. Then the story starts. And once that starts rolling, it's only another 700 hours to catch up to where I am. Like, how do you do that to a person? It's so hard. It is, it is, it is rough. Uh, And, and it's, it's like to a certain degree, I don't, I agree uh, that realm reborn is slow and did not particularly grab me. However, 
It is a wonderful bedrock for everything that comes after. Like, boy, howdy, do yes. they build on that the 60-hour cornerstone that is A Realm Reborn um, in, in wonderful... Like, I wouldn't want to skip it. I know you can. And I, maybe a few people... It depends on the person. Like, there's people out there who are like, oh, yeah, I'll just read a synopsis and I'll jump to Heaven's Word and I'll be fine. And they will. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to take issue with that. I'm sure people are listening right now going, no, you can't suggest that. But... It depends on the person, but, but for the most part, I, I would have to, I hate doing this with TV shows, but it, it is what I'm going to do with Final Fantasy 14, which is, I'm sorry, but it, you just got to get to the second season. Like it's such <laughs> I mean, a cop not, out. But. Yeah. You're not wrong. And that's what it is. It's just very hard for a lot of people to devote that time. Yeah. And you can sit there and be like, look, trust me. It builds a foundation and all the things you think are super boring. Actually, 50 hours from now are going to blow your mind and you're going to be like, oh, it's all paying off. And this is so and it does. It really does pay off in really great ways. But that is the difference between something like this and final uh, and wow, which is they've updated the intro to wow so many times to the point where you don't have to play. 90% of the expansions that exist, you don't even have to care about the story. You can do a little, you know, early level new experience and then jump into new content and you're good. And that's very smart to get people involved, especially people who are not like, look, I don't have the time. With that said, the end game of that, there is now, it's, you know, you don't have no connection to it. And the really only connection there is the sort of uh, I'm trying to get the loot and I'm trying to find the in-game stuff. And I'm, I'm sort of being lured into the cycle of grinding. And so I want to play, but like, why, do, you know, why do you want to play? Is it because you enjoy what you're doing? Of course, is there a primal nature in you that is being lured in by wow, where it's like, <laughs> yes, you want that new loot, don't you? Now grind for it. Both, if I'm being honest. I I love (laughs) grinding. There's a reason we call this grinding gear. But, yeah. uh, It just can't be the same glove. That's that's, that's me. It can't be the same glove with changing stats. That's where I draw the line. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It sounds but like that, we're, uh, we're if, if the three of us meet again, we'll change the name of the show to Mythicators. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what we'll call this too, because I think all but, three of us have now taken shots at Mythics. But is that is that like the fundamental MMO though? Like I feel like that's kind of where uh, the market and the developers are battling because we like the tab targeting; it's relaxing. Like we don't need action combat all the time. We want story, and so they try to give us story. So is there any MMOs in the future, Jesse, that you feel like you're looking at? You're going like, oh, maybe they've got it right. I, boy, it's tough to look at MMOs in the future and think they nailed it. Because even the, the you know, there's talk of the Riot MMO and uh, all these different things coming out. And it might, it, I'll obviously give it a shot. I'll try it. But the problem with MMOs is it's very, the best way to describe it is Star Wars Old Republic. Um, that game is a game that I sat down and I was like, can't wait to play this. Very excited. New MMO, totally voice acted. It has sort of like the KOTOR vibes of the light and dark side. I can't wait. And I played a Sith Inquisitor and I was very bad. I was the most evil guy in the galaxy. I did things that I felt ashamed I did. I was like, yeah, let's go. But you get to the end, there was no content there. And so it was like, oh, well, what do I do? It's like, oh, no, you, um... Can PvP? I was like, PvP sucks. What do you? Like, what? What am I You're supposed like, to do? Fall. 
No, I mean, cool not concept. What was it called? Not a lot of fun to play. Hot, hot, ball. Fantasy. hot ball. Hot ball. Hot ball. I'm getting my hot fantasy ball, yes, in, my, in my Star Wars. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I, I you know I now realize because of that, and I guess a lot of MMOs in general playing Rift. Oh my God, Rift playing Rift and Terra and uh, the Warhammer. I'm trying to think of all the different. I played so many, and at the end of the day, same thing. You can be hype as hell for what it is. And what the, the leveling process is and what the, but at the end, when you hit max level, 90% of the time, there's nothing to do. And I don't know if because Final Fantasy had years and years and years of content jumping into it, I was like, there's so much to do. Uh, maybe it hit me at the right time, like I said, but I now look at most MMOs as, okay, I'll wait maybe two or three weeks and see what the vibe is from the people playing now because jumping in it's all the hype it's new everyone's excited but like what is this going to be really and that i think a lot of people need to focus on because an mmo isn't the leveling process except for final fantasy but it isn't the leveling pro it's what comes after and that's i think for a lot of a lot of games it's really boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly, I think about, I've been thinking about it a lot more lately because of Final Fantasy, because that was the first MMO I played where I was like, holy shit, this story rules. Uh, mm -hmm. I did, I did a, a particularly evil Sith warrior. So uh, in the same camp. Um, but yeah, same thing. Got to the end game and I came back for the first expansion, played through the story, quit, never went back. It's on the it's on my like. One day when I retire, I will go play through all of the old Republic expansions. <laughs> but the trailers look cool. I'm like, oh, that looks so neat. Well, I just don't have the passion. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. yeah. So uh I didn't detect a, a a heading in in if you were particularly hopeful for any of the upcoming stuff. Because I, I, mean, I, I have like, zero hope. <laughs> 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 I expect, I, you know, I expect them to come out and I expect people to be hype on them for the first couple of weeks. Every here's the thing, every single one I'm so broken by the cycle of Warcraft. It's the same thing. Every time it's new expansion comes out, everyone's hype on it. And then videos start appearing online about how terrible it is. And then for the next eight months, it's the worst game ever made. And then new stuff for the next expansion comes out. And then it's like, will the next expansion be terrible? And you're like, I don't know. Will it? And then as the expansion gets closer to coming out, suddenly it's the best damn thing in the world. And you're like, okay. And then for the next six months, it's the best thing in the world. And the cycle repeats. And you're just like, all right, so this is how we do this. And so I don't know. I, I expect that with most games now that are of the MMO variety, just not even MMORPG, just Anything massively multiplayer online, I just am like, okay, everyone's going to be playing this and streams are going to be all over the place because it's the hype of streaming, uh, something new, and then it'll fall off and that's when I'll learn if it's good or not, right? Like once all the hype is dead, that's when we find out whether it's good and I'll go from there. Sounds healthy, if, honestly. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if we will ever collectively just be okay with like three weeks of fun out of an MMO. Like just treat it like a single player game. That might be the smartest thing to do, truthfully. It might just be enjoy what you want to enjoy and don't stress about what other people think. But I think the difference between a single player and a multiplayer game is that most of the multiplayer, if no one's playing it, 
it feels dead and no one wants to be in that Like The other day I was uh, 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 taking a new player through Final Fantasy 14 and we were just running through Gridania, just like running through. There were people everywhere. And, and we were talking about, isn't it crazy that this world feels lived in when a lot of MMOs have so many player hubs, but usually they focus everyone to one location. So that place looks super packed, but the rest of the world feels dead. And in 14, people are everywhere. There is no spot that's like, yo, that's where you got to be. Even though everyone says it's Limsa, really oh, it's Limsa. everywhere. <laughs> and I think that's super fascinating to see people just kind of chill out in, in their favorite spot because everyone kind of has their favorite town. And that's neat. It's, it's rare. And so, yeah, you don't want your MMO to feel dead. And that's the problem with, well, I guess I'll give it a, with, with my idea of I'll give it a shot three weeks later. Three weeks later, I could go in and be like, Hello, hello, hello. It's <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like nobody's there. It's yeah, but no one, no one's jumping on the king either, like sitting on their lap or anything. So, you know, the immersion's a little thicker, maybe deep, yeah. <laughs> deeper in. But it, it's true, like that, a band. What did someone, like, you bring that up all the time. What did someone do to, to little baby <laughs> King Anduin back in Burning Crusade that you can't move on with your life? It was Night Elves, man, on the on the on the mailboxes. Like, I'm a proud warrior. What are you complaining like, about? Like, they have like, wonderful bodies. But it, 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 it's interesting because you can do that. There's nothing stopping you from logging into World of Warcraft or another MMO and just like hanging out in that little you know space station hub world of the Old Republic. But I guess I can't lean on a wall and I can't change my sitting position and I can't summon a pillow that I like and like all those little emotes and pets and things like i watch this guy every night he logs in the same time as me he sits there as this glowing minion in final fantasy 14 and he works to put it inside himself so he has an aura and every night he does this so he can stand there with an inner glow over and over again with his angel wings and he's living the life you know Mm -hmm. I mean, plus like triple try and all the things that like don't phase out each expansion, you know, the modular content. Yeah. Uh, that, that stuff certainly. There's so, I mean, we wouldn't. There's so much to it. Dude, you're like me. Surprise. This is, you're may not be aware of this obsession of mine, Jesse, but I also really like car culture. You just made me think of car culture, Kyle, because we'll go to meets for like Katie's car, especially because this is more prevalent in Japanese car culture where it's all the same car. None of them look the same. Everything is modified and tweaked. And even if like four, like 20 of them have lights, they don't have the same lights. They're running the same colors or running the same animation package. Like it's all different. Uh, and that's how like I, f I feel such a sense of that in, 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 in Final Fantasy from a, from a, a socialization aspect. In the video I made that, that we were talking about, one of the things I had to add to that was an ad that I saw about Final Fantasy 14. And, you know, when you look at most MMO ads, it's usually either like a very attractive woman trying to get you to play like, you know, like in-game character. You're like, what is this game? I don't know, but boobs and you click <laughs> or it's like fight the greatest fight of your life and battle. And it's like some cool dude from the horde. It's, it's level 14. one and level 60. That's the one I always yeah, see on the banner yeah, ad yes, with the, yes. like the, the dirty little, cool. yeah. And it's just like, do you like shoulder pads? What about bigger shoulder pads? We got all the shoulder yes. pads. And in 14, the ad literally was like housing guilds, crafting, looking cool. And I was like, this is so crazy that this is what they focus on, but it really truly is the special thing the game has where 
you don't have a reason to hang out in a town in most other games. In 14, you literally have thousands of options and ways to just display yourself and like hang out with other people doing the exact same thing and just be silly. And sometimes a little too silly when you're like, all right, I'm headed to the cat girl house over on this server. And you're like, all right, you do you bro. But like what, you know, there's, <laughs> there's so much in the game that is fascinating to me from just a, like a sociological like I don't like it's very bizarre to see it it almost has like a second life vibe where it's yeah people are there to be this character and have fun and and I guess that's what an MMO originally you know when you think about EverQuest shout out to my old friend Mike back in high school who was playing EverQuest and just like true story through a party his own party vanished halfway through the night and everyone's like yo i bet he's like upstairs make it out with the girl and i was like nah went up to his room <laughs> open the door he's sitting there playing everquest i'm like what are you doing he's like this dragon only spawns once every 14 hours and we're there bro and i gotta get this staff <laughs> and i was like all right but he like it was this <laughs> world he lived in and he loved it and it's that kind of thing that i i definitely see happening in final fantasy 14 where people just love being in that world and hanging out and doing stuff there. And I, I wish I could tell you some sort of like reasoning for why that is. I'm sure it's different for everyone, but it's certainly interesting to see the difference between I have to log in because my guild needs me for this raid and I have to be prepared. So I have to bring all my stuff and all my potions and all my things. And we're going to do eight hours. It's like a you're forced to be there. And in 14, People just go and sometimes they'll just like leave their character there and AFK, like go live life, come back and be like, I'm still dancing, still doing my dancing. Limso. <laughs> it's really crazy to me, but I absolutely love it. Now you can see it in the messaging too. Like the, the world of Warcraft team is like trying to discover that special sauce because they'll often go like sad piano, you know, back in the day, like this was like a text, you know, adventure. Like people would see another player and be like, wow, they're real. And that like that, that connection we made with our organic human beings Mm-hmm. you know dude messaged his dad inside the game like it's th there's that feeling but it, it's lost now because we have cell phones or whatever but final fantasy has recaptured that with the dancing the energy the treasure hunts that with like all the stuff the the actual like season events that are woven into the main city so when you start the game for the first time it's alive like it's a weird special sauce that they discovered while the other one's struggling to find it again it's a it's a, the vibe aspect of 14 like it there's there is so there's so much variance to the vibes if you're looking for somewhere uh, like a social space in in, in a, a virtual arena like mm -hmm. why wouldn't you it, it comes back to that i think that variance that we've been we've been talking a lot about but also like giving you enough reasons to want to still be in older areas you know or or return to uh, like an fc house you've been to before hey they redact our got shout out to our freaking fc interior designers every time the seasons change it's like now we got this uh same like winter college cottage thing going on and and i i miss it i try i try so hard and i feel guilty that i miss like this conversation happening in that in that corner of our discord but then i but also i kind of love when i miss it because i log in and i'm like dumbfounded that oh mm -hmm. uh everything's changed <laughs> this this looks amazing i feel like 
at some point I need to do a video on it, but I don't think I have the information or a, a true understanding of it. But I th- deep it deep in my being, I feel like there's something about the competitive nature of most MMORPGs where there's either two factions fighting or maybe more factions and everyone's against everyone and raiding is also competitive. And there's all these different like layers of competitiveness where it's me versus them and this kind of thing. And in 14, that's not the case from jump. Like it's like, welcome to the world. We're so happy to have you here to the point where if you do duties, if you're doing, doing your like daily roulettes, you as a higher level player, go back and help new players and you get rewarded for such a thing. And those kinds of things I think are both rare and special. And they set a tone for the community. And this is absolutely true. This speaking of like community tone Friday night, maybe it was Saturday. uh, There is a guild on my server that every year when they do like sort of the holiday event, uh, they all dress up like Santa. They all sit near aft castle in Limsa and they have little elves that help them and a line forms. That's like 45 minutes to an hour long wait an actual line where people queue up and they like go up to an elf and the elf is like, what do you want? And you say whatever the hell you want. And then you go up to Santa and Santa gives it to you. And it's the craziest thing. It's not the game isn't doing it. It is people in the world have chosen to do this. And I guess they collect things throughout the year, hoard them. And then it, you know, at like I'm trying to think of what the, the festival's called, the winter or something, whatever it is in game. They give them out. It's so crazy to me how cute that is. And to see everyone in line and to see everyone just like cheering and happy and people are playing music while they're waiting. It is genuinely a joy to witness it's wonderful i've never seen that in anything else not once it it's player made it's they get they give you so much to to make with though like like at the top of the show kyle you just like, like a passing reference to emotes and it's like just the breadth of emotes in game on top of the breadth of glams on top of the breadth of race and and just player customization combos uh, on top of the fact that the game has legitimately great player housing if not its own pitfalls of of limited player housing when we were going through it it gave me like straight up ptsd about actually finding a house myself in real life (laughs) (laughs) i'm O for 25 on housing at the moment oh jeez we're we're in a small we're in a small on the beach don't you I do. Okay, uh, and yeah. I have my apartment, but like I want my own sp- here. I also have a problem where I, there's one house that I really, really want. And I'm just like, all their houses are trash. So I uh, only ever try to go for that one or something near where the location is. And of course it's always like 150, 200 people are the one time I was one of four and I was number four, number three, one. And I was like, I'm never getting a house. I'm going to, you know what? It's, just never. So shout out to them for releasing more housing coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to lose those. Yeah, no, it's, it's something I find really interesting. And I like, I, I almost, I, I love the talk we've been having too about returning to old zones. Cause I feel like it was kind of the norm to funnel your players towards the new stuff for so long. Cause that's what wow did. And, and I don't know, th- this is me. <laughs> 
projecting, mm. but I assume it's because the game looks a little bit better. They've got they've upped their textures. They they know what they're doing a little bit better. They want people to be in the new and pretty zones. And I, and I assume it comes from a place of like almost being embarrassed of how the old zones look. But I love that Final Fantasy fourteen is just like we don't we don't care. Like it's there. It, it's important to the story we're telling. Just go and and do and it and I I like that a lot. And it's done such a good job to keep the overworld feeling alive. It breaks my heart that in WoW, when when Cataclysm came out, this is the hill I'll die on. The new old <laughs> zones in Cataclysm are fantastic. They're some of my favorite content they've ever produced in that game. The flow of story from uh, Duratar to the Barons to Ashenvale to Storm Talon, that story arc is incredible. It's like so cool. It ends in the most ridiculous way. It's super fun. That kind of thing they like did stuff with it. And I will say it's some of the best content they made considering the rest of cataclysm was kind of a mess. Like that bit was so cool. And I went through, I, I made an Alliance character just to do the Alliance side of the new, of the new changes. I loved that thing. And apparently I am the only person on planet earth because everyone was like garbage. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that's how cool. I, that's how I, I think you mentioned that in one of your videos that I've seen, because I feel like I've heard that, but I, I, I feel that way about the, uh, the, the undead cataclysm changes. If you start an undead and you take the, like you basically journey southward through the war with Gilneas, every, that whole arc is freaking awesome. They did it's such a really great telling storytelling. Story. Yes. Yeah. I, I was obsessed with it. I was like, they nailed this. It was so That's the first big video I ever, I was so obsessed with the new content. I made a YouTube video back when they had annotation links and I had <laughs> the world map and you could click on any part of the world map and get a like five minute story of what was going on in that zone. I was obsessed. Oh, None of it works now. It's broken content, oh, but I was obsessed with it. Because it was so well done, and it was the I was like, man, they're back in it after Lich King. I was like, oh, they're doing so many good things. Wow, can do no wrong. I love this. And I guess fans told them they did not give a damn about story because after Cataclysm, it was like, go farm some things and go do this. And we're with pandas now. Here's the thing: the panda stuff was kind of cool, but they just like no longer really like delved deep into story anymore. And at that point it was like, how fast can we get them to raids? And I felt so like out in the, like in the wilderness, just like alone. Like, am I the only one who cares? Pandaria was last. Is it well, just me? I was going to say, I was going to say Pandaria's last time I truly cared about wild story. That's not true. Cause Legion was great, but, but the thing is, is like Legion is good for different reasons than Pandaria and Pandaria is good for like all the things they did. There is Really, you don't need to play one to play the other. And that's, I think, the biggest problem with WoW, but also why it's so easy to access, why people can jump in and feel a part of the world, and why people can, you know, who haven't played for a long time can play Dragonflight and be like, love it, super fun. And it's also why I like Final Fantasy XIV more, but understand it's a real hard sell to be like, come on into this world that I fall in love with and I'm obsessed with, but is a real slow start. And even though they keep making improvements, it is what it is. Like you're going to have to go through the like Cimmerillion esque intro of learning <laughs> all this stuff yeah. in order to really appreciate the Lord of the Rings things that happen later. But you're, but it's permanent. Like that's the difference. Like you yeah. hit a slow point and you go, but that this is the only one they'll be. 
Like I never once have to go make the feast for Titan again. And now I know about those characters. So when he shows up in his weird girdle thing, pretending to be a hero again, I'm like, ah, it's that guy. And there's that love that develops. It's a, because there are like, there are parts where you're just like, I, I fell asleep in my chair and that's not a bad thing. Like it's so relaxing. Like I was just like, ah, oh, I was just reading. I'm reading a book before bed. It's yes, it's comforting. There's a, yeah. like a comfort with it where you're on this journey and you're learning about these characters. And then when they show up later, you feel so vindicated for caring because this is one of the things I think is really funny. People, when I play the game, they'll always be like, Jesse, you called this bit. Oh, you called that bit. Remember six months ago when you said this thing and it happened. And I want to be like, well, obviously I'm a genius, but really it's because the game set it up. I'm no dummy. I said, oh, this will happen because they did this. And then when it happens, I feel so justified in caring like, oh, yeah, well, of course that was going to happen because thankfully they someone was like, remember this time we did this thing? What if that had a payoff? And you're like, oh, they did it. And that's it's a beautiful thing to see because a lot of the times games don't do that anymore where they're just kind of like on to the next thing. And Final Fantasy is like, remember uh, two expansions ago, that thing that happened? Here's the payoff. And you're like you've played this the uh so we can talk about this the path of the eyes through heaven's ward to the very end of stormblood oh nidhogg's eyes yeah 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 the path of the eyes like through the end like it keeps going <laughs> like there's this like all right these these what is truly you might think an unimportant, like, all right, we're going to toss these eyes away and we we'll want to deal with that again. But wait, you totally do. And that's like, okay, the eyes is, and it just keeps going and going and going. And finally, you're just, you know, a city and finally is like, F these damn things. And like, that's it. <laughs> but that is hours and hours and hours of content based around something that you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool like thing that happens in this game, but it's not the main point of the game, but they are there and they continue to go through the story with you. And you're like, damn these things. I hope one day someone gets rid of them. And when it finally happens, you're like, all nice. right. Yeah. They it's don't pretty cool. leave any yeah. Chekhov's guns lingering. They will all right. eventually pay off. So mm -hmm. is, is there somewhere like, would you blame anything? Like what was this whole game of Thrones? I've lost did, did some franchise come out and say, we're making bank everybody. And everyone's like, Oh, that's how we like, that's how we do it from now on. That's how we tell a story. That's I, how I wish I could, I could Sorry. give you an answer there. I don't, I don't know. So Kyle, you don't like premiere television. I love it. We can't <laughs> no, get enough of it. And I no. consume all of it. I feel that way about most other games. And I feel final fantasy 14 is that exception. The way I feel breaking bad is that exception where the writers mm. of breaking bad admitted they went back to their own, they rewatched their own stuff, they reread their own scripts to find little nuggets that they made sure that they tied a bow on later on. And, and I don't know if that's how they write Final Fantasy XIV, but damn, does it, it not is, feel like how they write it. It is absolutely. So one of the things they've said before is they will leave loose threads and then go back and pick at those threads. Uh, because when you get to you know the point that we're at, uh, you know, the cool kids who've beaten everything. Come on, come on, catch up already. Um, when you get to that point, you'll be like, wow, they really did plan all of this. It feels like everything was planned the entire time. But really, all they did was just do the work of, all right, so we let this thread linger and we let this thread linger. So let's actually fit, wrap that up. And so they totally go back and they do that because it's, it would be impossible to believe that 10 years ago on A Realm Reborn, they were like, 
we're going to plan a huge story that's going to last for 10 years. Like, no way. They were just like, we got to get this game out because the last one sucks so bad <laughs> and we got to get our money back, y'all. And so it's fascinating to see how they take things that are, you know, old and seem sort of stupid and don't make any sense. And then they're like, it was the most important thing, you big dummy. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> they do that constantly. And it's only going to keep happening. So brace yourself. Orianche's got a crystal in his pocket. I feel like you would have looked at it says crazy people. Uh, However, I do wish that at the beginning of all of this, before we ever even made a video, we should have just called up you and been like, can you come on and just hype us up for the journey we're about to go on? (laughs) I, I don't want to. That's the problem is I learned Mm. a hard lesson about hype where I was telling a friend about a a moment that happens at a, at the end of one of the expansions. Like it's so cool. And he got there was just like, it was all right. I was like, mm, I got to stop hyping stuff up because I think I ruined the moment for him mm. by saying it was so cool. And so I, I you know what? No, you're going to hate it. And uh, I can't wait for you to be really disappointed. <laughs> I can't wait for my eventual uh, 100% downvoted video that says, you know, it turns out well, it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like if that, if that happens, I will be like, I failed them. I failed them so badly. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hyped them up. Speaking of socially, I think just you never know how shit's gonna land for people. Everyone has right. different tastes and preferences. So like that that too. And it's something I try to always explain because every once in a while, I'm sure you've seen this where like folks watching you play through like, oh, they didn't they they don't they're not as into that part as I am, and they they try and explain to you and and sometimes just like I I don't want to bum me out, but like it's it's not my thing. Like <laughs> But let me let me. Yes. T- I got really attached. To, but let me tell you about how much I give a, a all the shits in the world about Gabu. Who for some reason I don't know why, but I love Gabu and it makes me sad. Love Gabu. Yeah. I love Gabu. Yeah, it's uh actually I know exactly why. I have uh, freaky little Chihuahuas, so Gabu <laughs> lands for me. But yeah. Um, so does uh, your does your wait and see MMO is that is that your new lease on life for all video games, or do you still find yourself like oh that, that actually that I believe it's your new Eda on life. on topic but boo uh i i i would say yes but i know that's a lie because i saw final fantasy 16 i was like i don't know nothing about that game but i'm getting that shit day one so you know it's there's some times where where i will be like please i'll wait and see what the general you know, consensus is and if it is good, but if there's something that gets me hyped, like I know what I like. And so I'll get it immediately and be fine. But um, we'll say for the sake of the podcast, why? Yes, that is my new Ida on life. And I <laughs> am so happy to no longer care that much about video games. Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting business. choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, qu- creator of uh, uh, inside baseball question. Mm-hmm. How do you describe your channel to people? Do you, do you say, Oh, I'm like a multi-gamer or a, a general gamer. Do you care? Um, I wish I could tell you years ago it would have been, I uh, play Warcraft and then it was, I am a, I don't know what they call them now. A, uh, multi-game guy. I don't know. Um, and then I just kind of s- decided to do whatever I wanted, which I think I'm very 
happy that I can be in that space. Variety Gamer is what it's called. Thanks, chat. Um, mm. Yeah, I was there at one point. And I did a lot of Let's Play stuff. And then uh, eventually Let's Plays became kind of like, if a guy on stream can beat the game before you put up your first video, what is the point? Right. Your audience is already dwindled. So and, and if you watch any Let's Plays, even if your first Let's Play video gets like 800,000 views, by the time you put up the last video, the from the first to the second video, you've already lost half your audience. Right. And so it's just kind of like, why am I investing as a perfect example to edit and upload just any we're doing it right now with God of War, because for some reason, I'm a crazy person. And I was like, yeah, I'll do God of War. That should be fun. My good friend Gerard loves playing God of War and we'll just play together. And people liked it last time we played in 2018. So clearly it'll be the same fun thing now. It's like, okay, we record. If we record an hour, I'm already an hour in. Then I have to go through and make sure the sound is fine. And because I'm obsessed with like, all right, did this, uh, I got to edit this thing and like bump the volume and change this. And I'll watch the whole video just in case there's something wrong. (laughs) That's another hour. And Uh, then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, so now I have to render. That's another 30 minutes. And it's like, okay, now I have to upload. That's another like 25 minutes. Now I have to wait for YouTube to process. That's another like five, 10, 20 minutes. And then I have to wait for whatever the checking system is. That's another, however long that magical thing takes. And then it's like, all right, finally I can release it to the world after maybe five hours of devoting time to a one hour bit of content and recognizing that there's no way that is worth the time and energy and being like, all right, so excited. Meanwhile, some dude has already played like in that five hours. He's already played through five hours of the game and it exists on Twitch or on YouTube or whoever. And I've, I've already lost, right. They can just go watch the content there. And it's like, unless you really care about my experience and Gerard's experience. And thankfully there are many people who do, and I'm very grateful for that, but it comes down to not what the game is. It comes down to like, oh, I want us to what Jesse thinks, which is cool. But after a while, it's like, all right, well, I saw what he thought of the first hour. I guess I'll go play it myself. And then everyone, <laughs> so it's just a giant pain. And so I think at some point I realized like, man, I don't, I don't think I care about doing let's play stuff anymore. I'm just going to do whatever I want and kind of do whatever makes me happy. And so that's why I just started doing like five minute news things where I sit down and I'm just like, this is what's happened in the world today. All right, cool. Bye. <laughs> And that's my YouTube, that's my YouTube profile right now. And it's really good. I am very excited to be at that stage where I'm just like, look, I don't, it doesn't affect me all that much. I'm not too stressed about YouTube. I'm going to go focus on other things and try to like do some streaming here or do different podcasts here. Or, you know, right now I'm producing games, which is a crazy place to be. That's awesome. Yeah. It feels nice to just sort of get out of that. And so uh, yeah, you know, I understand the hustle. I understand the grind, but also I've been doing this for 12 years. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of over the, the, like, I got to chase the, the, you know, all that money and stuff like, nah, nah, it's, it's not worth it. Oh. Uh, you, after a while you find the time of just like having time to yourself and being able to just enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the content is so much more valuable to you than like, Oh, a new game came out but a new game comes out in a week. So I got to beat this game in seven days. For the day. No, I'm over that. I can't do that anymore. You just gave me all of the content creator sympathy pains in a row. that <laughs> You possibly could have. When you said, when you said, Oh, maybe I'll just watch the whole thing. Make sure just in case that was just like, Oh God. Double and, speed only and helps only so because, much. 
It's only because at one point in your life, you uploaded a thing that you didn't watch and you thought it was fine. And everyone's like, oh, this was so, this didn't work and this broke. And there was like a, like five minutes of like a black screen, Jesse. You're like, never again. And now you're here where you're just like hunched over Adobe Premiere, scrolling through it just like a little goblin. Just, oh, it sucks. What it's if I accidentally worse. cranked one second and it goes ah, in the middle of it? I, I could scare somebody. They could drop a glass. And the guy, like, yeah, no. It's- you scared me with Jesse the other day. We were streaming yesterday and everyone's like, did you see Jesse who talk about the Chris Metzen news? And you're like, and you're, and, and I, I forget how you start your five minutes, but it's something just like, hey, everybody. And I was like, ah, because I was getting live feed of Kyle's audio and it was just you greeting everyone but i had no visual yeah. warning that it was about to happen so i got gotcha. I you, jesse yeah, he's- uh, ma- massive question for a short answer i guess but how is making producing games that's got to be insane yeah a learning process is yeah what it is there's um i've now realized that the big thing about producing games is being able to say no i suck at saying no just in life but being able to be the person that sits down. A great example is we were we were trying to like put together a game. We had an idea. It was a super cool idea. I've always wanted to make like a fun FMV game. I love FMV games and I just want to make one just to like do it. And uh, we sat down, we put stuff together. We had this whole conversation about what it was going to be. We produced a uh, like an in-house cheap version of like what a, an experience would be. And then we uh, sat down to play and I was like, so what is, what is the game? And they're like, oh, this is the game. I'm like, right, 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 right. But what do you do besides click next? Like, what is the core gameplay? And that's where I have to be now. I'm like, what is the thing that would get people to enjoy this? Why would they come back? What is, and that's my, at first it was a lot of like, oh, this is a cool idea. But now I have to ask things like, why would a game developer come work for us when they can make their own idea on their own time? What about what we're doing is better and why would we you know like those kinds of questions you have to ask yourself and really be honest about what you're doing and so a lot of my time is now spent being like okay i'm gonna work with this person i really admire on this game or we're gonna do this thing or you know when it comes to monster prom we had monster prom and then monster camp which are essentially the same game so it was like we got to we got to change it up so monster road trip is like a mix of oregon trail and like a party game and so we're trying to keep like switching things and so i've got a you know this this game gestalt that we're working on is a uh, metroidvania e rpg thing with sort of the final fantasy 10 leveling up system and we're doing all these different things i'm trying to make stuff cool you know trying to make things that i enjoy not saying i finally have linked up with a uh, good friend to do an fmv game but for chat if you know what this if you know if this means something to you i hope you enjoy because it's going to be amazing we're, we're coming soon more games it's going to be great <laughs> but it's a lesson i've learned that at the beginning i sucked at it is what the what the lesson was you know Five, six years ago, terrible. <laughs> One of the worst. You've ex- you've but elicited I'm- excited all caps typing in our chat. Good, good. <laughs> well played. <laughs> well, you uh, you down to answer? We usually do end the show with some Q and A. You want to? We we may have received some some. Q- I don't know if you know this or not, but people get excited when you show up places, and uh, we may have received some questions for Jesse Cox. Me? Oh, yes, boy. Yes. Some All of them right. are, are wonderfully mixed between... I have questions. I have questions for you two, though. Oh, oh. great. Yeah. I would. Oh. I have a question. I'd like to start this. 
Okay. What has your favorite moment been so far? Oh, in, in Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy 14. What is the one that you were like, oh my God, that was amazing? Do you do you like do you like Jim Carrey's The Grinch? I need to I just need to know so that I mean I'm aware of <laughs> the Jim reference Carrey's I'm going to make lands. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. I just need I need to know that so that this this makes sense for you because I, I when I when I think of my favorite moment to me it's more I think the moment I realized I really cared uh, and it's it's the campfire scene in Heaven's Ward. That, okay. that's that's when I realized because it's it's I I had that moment from Jim Carrey's The Grinch where I went and I care what is the deal because I was I was like I was having a good time up to that point but I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was fandom level invested mm. but that's like I get excited watching uh, something like Firefly when they have a kitchen scene I love I live for that shit and the campfire scene in Heaven's Ward is it's that. It, it's like, oh, I would literally just watch these characters uh, help each other move. Oh, man, chat. What a what a crazy thing to enjoy. <laughs> mm. All right, anyway. Mm. Is there a moving scene? Am I am I are you spoiling me? There's a moving scene in Endwalker. I don't know what you're talking about. They literally know. pray return to the waking sands with the U-Haul. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. We know nothing. Interesting. Interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it gets it gets me. It gets I, I want make me care about your characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the it was that etherochemical gauntlet where you do all the elegant tech into merging Asian and you're just like are we gonna do this again someday like can we can we do this more this is badass pope walks out with a freaking coffin and he just throws down and it doesn't matter i can't understand a word the pope's saying he just <laughs> the voice modulators on once he's giga pope but when that when that started like that that's all my epic bones and that's the shit i live for that entire experience is like from start to finish, uh, from the end of a certain dungeon until that moment is like, go. It's just, let's go. I'm going to kill all these dudes. I don't even yeah. care anymore. It's great. Yeah. That's a very good moment as well. Uh, got nothing to say about that chat, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. So those are your favorite moments. Mm. What were the moments? One moment. Where you were like, I got I just got to push through this. It's not great. Mm. It's uh, it's pretty. This is a low. Like this is slow. Like what was the thing where you're like, man? I hope something cool happens soon because this is rough. <laughs> uh, I I can give Garrett. you the the obvious answer. Or I can give you what I'm pretty sure is going to be a hot take. I would love to hear the hot take. I'll be honest. Uh, I think. The first half of Shadowbringers is slower than shit. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's a little overhyped. Maybe I got overhyped, but I think I think the I think the first four zones of Shadowbringers has some major pacing problems. Hmm. I can see that. There's it's a lot of setup. It is a yeah. it's like a it suffers from the same problem as Realm of Born, where it's like welcome to New World. We need to tell you everything about it so you understand why it's important. And that's rough. That's always rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 where that's where I felt like the most like, huh. 
Like, I was kind of surprised. I was like, I expected to be screaming on Hype Mountain from the drop of the rope. And instead, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in line for the Haunted Mansion right now. And I feel like that is, again, because of a little overhype. Chat. I see you over there. It feel, Yeah, it's one of those things where I learned to just shut up and not say a damn thing. Like, I'm not going to tell right you now, what's good or right not. Now we're in Trolley Town, and everyone's like, this is it. This is the slow point. This is the Ruby Sea. And I'm like... I'm really invested in what's going on in trolley care about the trolley. Yeah, that's, I'm super <laughs> into it. <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't know. And I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not just a contrarian, but, um, like Ruby mm. C is obvious. Ruby C is slow, uh, like real slow, but, right. uh, but it ends with Susano. So I forgive it. It does. And that's one of the best fights. In, it's one of my favorite fights in the game. It's so good. It's so good. It is. It is so freaking good. Um, and I know, and yeah, so Chad, calm down, Chad. It's not, not like, yes, the, the big <laughs> moments that happened at the beginning of Shadowbringers are big moments and they landed. But like the, the zones as a whole, I was like, we can, let's go. I get it. I get it. Ranchie's a bad guy. Let's go. Let's come on. I love, I love that Chad is apologizing. Like, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I was also warned about the Raktika Greatwood, which I got to say, that's the point where I started like I started really getting on board. I like Rand. Everything I've been warned about in Shadowbringers, I've ended up liking more than the Someone, stuff that was hyped whoa, up. Whoa, whoa. Someone told you that you wouldn't like Lahi? Lahi's my least favorite part of Raktika Greatwood, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you come out of a lore bomb... Did, did, have, you know, you're for, okay. It's okay that you're wrong. For it's folks, fine. for like, folks I'm that not, have watched our most recent video, I apologize for retreading. We literally come out of the biggest lore bomb ever with one Emmett Selk, and then end of cutscene. And you're just like, I'm trying to process something. Game, could you turn it down? I uh, just, you know, if you want to really appreciate it, I'm sure everyone has told you to do this already, but just, you know. Go watch the Soak Inversion. Live your best life. I've, I've seen, uh, it is wonderful. It Live is your best life. Wonderful. It is one of the funniest, like, two-minute things I've ever seen. <laughs> Only because of the background. The background is the best part. That face of just, like, is amazing. <laughs> she is us. That is the audience. So good. <laughs> so good. That is good. the audience. It's a, I literally, these are the th- things I love so I think it's why I love the campfires scene so much. In, in, in the world of making stuff, the, the moments I love the most are the quiet moments that don't end up on camera or recorded. I, I love mm. the in-between mm. moments with making stuff with people. Um, mm. And one of my favorite moments of, of, of doing this was very recently. And it was because of Lahi where I was having dinner on the couch with my wife, Katie. And, and I was like, okay, hold on. Cause we're, we peruse YouTube while we eat dinner. This is, this is our nightly ritual. I'm like, I need to show you. Cause I was very proud of our recent intro on our video with Lahi getting continually louder. I don't know if you saw it, Jesse. Yes, uh, it's very okay, good. <laughs> wonderful. I was very proud of that. It was a very good mm-hmm. gag. Uh, I am. I was. It was one of those moments where you have an idea and it's done in like twenty minutes, and it's exactly what you wanted to be. And I love it. So I was. I wanted to show it to her, and then I realized, wait, she has no context for this. She hasn't played. She has no context. So Katie got a like a ten minute Lahi school where I explained we got to this zone. Uh, this is a song called Lahi that everybody loves. So I, I, I went and found the zone music, played the actual track. <laughs> then I went and showed her the Soken performance. No, don't get up, guy. This is still more coming. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Soken performance, which she loved. <laughs> and then I there showed her our intro and, and she's, she, lots of giggling. Uh, I don't watch the whole video. Stop. I, I hurt my own metrics and leave my own video. And she just goes, 
that was very good. And I was like, yes. Yes. Well done. It was a very fun edit. Yeah. But I knew from that I knew from the intro that I was going to be in for an episode where the two of you were like, we hate that song. I, because that <laughs> intro was like, I don't think they enjoyed the lahi. I don't hate the song. There's a big difference. I, 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 I think it's inappropriately utilized. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Big fan. Because it's big admittedly not because it's like a fantastic zone theme but because it's so ridiculous. Like every time it plays and this is going to happen to you. If you ever go back there, it's going to be like, no, Hey, you're just going to be, you're just sing along with it and it's going to be terrible. And you're going to enjoy every minute of it. And it's, it's now in your head forever. So there you go. It was my washing dishes. Sing out loud song to myself for about four days. And then I was told, could you, could you please stop? Uh, oh, it sounds like you hate it. Sounds like you hate it so much. <laughs> I like the song. I like the song. <laughs> I just didn't need to hear it after the, by the way, the things you think are good and bad guys, they're just like everything else you fought up till now. Mic drop, leave. Here's the silly song. I'm like, wait, no, I just found out the universe is a lie and I have to kill and I have to kill God again. Could we put this on the back burner? No, nope. We're just going to lie. Speaking of which, I was absolutely so excited. I am not saying I skip directly to the end when you got to that. Like I knew you were going to be at that scene. I was like, I can't wait to see what they have to say about this scene with Emmett because I'm so hype on this. I can't. And I, yeah, uh, good theories. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent poker face by one Jesse Cox Mm. for the audio listeners. Isn't that okay. Now it's breaking. Now it's breaking. Well, mine is far oh. less passionate. Uh, oh. Mine was just disappointment because I was taking notes all Kugani. I'm like, man, this place is going to blow up. This is going to be madhouse. We got the embassies. It's going to be like war, war in the streets. I just took like that whole notebook of Kugane politics and just like put it in the trash. I was like, oh, we're not doing this, are we? You set it. We set me up, Hancock. You set that, me up. That was the first time I was ever publicly annoyed at the game because Hancock showed up, and after about a minute, I was like, "Can this guy please shut up? And can we please move on with the adventure?" Oh, and Kyle's like, "No, I love these embassies. He's talking about embassies. We're gonna have some embassy it's on embassy warfare. We're gonna infiltrate the embassy. It's gonna be like Final <laughs> Fantasy Mission Impossible." And I'm like, "Dude, no. This is just this is run of the mill JRPG table setting, and we really actually kind of don't need to know all this." And I felt so vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> when, when nothing happened in Kugane. Yeah, as a person obsessed with lore, Kugane is is interesting because the way they set it up in I mean, that's a lot a lot of Stormblood is even the trailer was like, we're leaving from the place that we know and we're going overseas. And then they show you in the trailer a beautiful underwater kingdom. And they show you Kugane. And I was like, yo, are we gonna see? Hingashi, are we going to see like all these cool things? And very quickly it was like, no, we're going to Doma, which by the way, as a Final Fantasy VI fan, I'm all about Doma. When the music kicked in, I was the hypest I've ever been in a video game. I was like, oh, they got us themed up. I was jumping around. I love that. But admittedly, completely underutilized uh, a lot of the things that were going on in the Ruby Sea and uh, Kugane and all those different. It was kind of like a, we're going there. Which I guess, I don't know, if you're living in that world, probably these are the things you would do. You'd go there and you'd leave because that was like the port you had to go to. But as like a gameplay experience, I'm like, bro, 
What's going on in that island? It seems pretty cool over there. I bet there's a lot of stuff over there. There's cool things. Like we saw one town of that entire island. Like there's a whole other city there. There's like in Lord, there's tons of stuff going on. They're like, no, you're never going to see that. <laughs> Puff. <laughs> Broke my heart. I was like, all right, cool. I think well, I, that's how I, cities I mean, work. Like they, 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 they maintain equilibrium. Like they did the right thing. Real world political style. Yeah. Just kind of wanted to see it all explode in their face. <laughs> yeah. To me, I, I think it may have come from a place where I already thought it was one of the coolest MMO cities I had ever seen. And I was like, you don't need to make this cooler. I'm already in. I can see that it's cool. I can see that it's a, a merging of, uh, of, of cultures. So we're good. I'm mm-hmm. visual storytelling taken care of. Let's move on. Um, so maybe, maybe it was that like when someone's trying to lie and they start just adding more on, you're like, if you had stopped, I would have believed you. But now uh, you're, you're selling it too hard. But I but mean, that, that now- is like the characters in that town are pretty wacky. And so uh, uh, sp- everyone there is trying to sell everything hard, which I, you know, is a weird experience when it's just like businessmen being businessy, watch out. And then you have like your dumb sidekicks who are like, I bought a sword. It was a ton of money. You're like, bro, what? That was my favorite you know? part of Kugani. <laughs> well, then you bit. go, you go to the hostess and she, and she's like, I got an eye patch on. You need to like get tickets or something. And you're like, whoa, she's going to be like the biggest betray ever. This is going to be so she's huge. Telling you don't trust people. I'm like, is she like yeah, little I'm, finger from Game of Thrones? Cause this would have come out when Game of Thrones was still good. And they were probably it was, a little it's obsessed be with nuts it. in here. Now you can like triple try a challenger later. Like that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And mm-hmm. none of us have even mentioned the fact that you also then are introduced to turtle people and fish people within about 10 minutes of each other. Yep. And stealth mini game. So yeah, yeah. It's, but, but now this isn't fair. Now we need to push it back to you, Jesse. What's your low point? My low point. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably have to say whenever it was that I, that I originally quit. I played when it first came, when a realm born first came out and I got to level 40 something and I was in Kurthis and I had zero motivation to keep going. I was like, I don't know what's going on. It seems really slow. Like this is, it's built into something, but nothing's happening really. And like the villains, the uh, realm born villains aren't really like doing a lot. Um, when you understand the backstory, like having looked and researched and done stuff, I understand the situation going on in the game now to a degree that probably is too much. But at the time, it's just like, man, there is, I don't care about any of this. And the characters aren't really fleshed out yet. Like there's not a lot going on there. And so, yeah, I 100% quit. It was um, either right before, I think it was right before Garuda, I think is when I quit. And so I was just like, I just don't care. And then I came back and uh, I think because I was doing it on stream stream was kind of the push to keep it going. And at a certain point I realized I wasn't playing it on stream for the audience. I was just kind of like doing it for me at that point. I was like, I'm loving this. And yeah. I don't know when that happened. I don't know when the the transformation was, but it was clearly sometime after 2.0. Um, but I was in before 2.55 when I think like a lot of people are suddenly in. And so I don't know, somewhere in there, I was just like, I think I, I think I love this. And then I just been into it ever since. And even, you know, for me, the trolley bit was, was sort of a low point, but I didn't see it as being bad. I saw it as the last two hours before that 
were some of the craziest, hypest things that we've done in this expansion so far. It's like battle after battle and scene. So, you know, from a gaming standpoint, I'm like, oh, thank God I get a moment to just chill out and not be like, let's go. And um, yeah, it's sort of like a little calm you get. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> little, uh, and, and favorite moment, favorite moment, I guess, in the parts we've done. Uh, to, favorite uh, moment up till trolley camp. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good, good note. Um, my favorite moment, man, uh, I really question, have you done the, uh, side raids? All of them. All of them. Yes. All of them. So, uh, for some reason, I don't, I don't know why, like, I don't know why it hits me the way it does, but the Diablos fight in the last dungeon of the second raid series. Was that a uh, sky? Pirate? Oh, damn it. Chat. You're right. Oh man. Omega also like that whole storyline as well. <laughs> oh man. I was going to say for some reason, the Diablos fight at the end of um, the void arc story, the one yeah. where you're like anime ball juggling, like that thing is super fun to me for some reason. Love that bit. However, chat reminded me Omega exists and uh, being able as a final fantasy fan, to go back and not only play all of these ridiculous fights that I knew, like the train fight as a kid was my vibe. I suplexed that train so many damn times. I will say the fact that you can't suplex the train in Final Fantasy 14 is upsetting, but it's whatever. That whole thing I loved. Um, and for some reason, I am a. Have you done the uh, extreme mode? extreme of the last omega fight no we've been warned like there's no, something it is lobbers, um, the lobbers. oh no no it is the, no like actual omega the savage savage mode it is the coolest most over-the-top ridiculous damn thing i've ever played in my entire life it's so hard but at the same time the music they have is like the live orchestra version of the theme oh, and it goes so hard and it's just nonstop, like in your face for the strategy wow. that we finally beat it is i guess you just people kill themselves on purpose like in order to beat it there's an, an ability where it's like he does this and it's like no just run off the edge and we'll resurrect you <laughs> like that's how you defeat him wow. i was like i feel like that's not how you're supposed to do this but that's how we beat it and i'll be real very cool very very cool damn were you red yeah. mage? You play red mage, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a main red mage, but I switch between stuff all the time. Like when we did uh, ultimate, um, oh boy, ultimate uh, Ultima, which is a weird thing to say. When we did ultimate Ultima, I wanted the axe. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go as warrior. And I'm not a skilled warrior, but I had to learn real quick for that fight and things like that, where I, I mean, at this point, I've got every single job except for one uh, up to 90 I'm going through on samurai and doing the questing that I ne never did. Uh, I'm a crazy person. I've done. I'm currently, I just finished Ruby C in Stormblood. I've done every single zone up till then. I've gotten every single card, every single like day. I'm just full on crazy yeah. person mode. And and every yellow quest and people are just like, why aren't you streaming that? It's like I don't even want to do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's an obsession that I have. So I'm doing it off stream, and I'm just like when a video is rendering or something, I'm just in the game doing the things. 
go i'm just clearing the map and uh yeah, it's I'm having a I'm having a time. I can't say a good time, but I'm having a time doing it. And I did real I didn't realize this, but in um Shadowbringers and in Endwalker, they do this. And I didn't realize I I guess they started this in Stormblood. Um uh, if you do all the like yellow quests and zones, eventually you'll get to several quest chains. Uh where it's like one quest there's like his quest giver and you go through their chain, and then you'll meet another quest giver from another town and you go through their chain, and then when you've done all the quests a special quest happens where it's these two characters and you're now with them on another adventure. And I think that's really fun. I did not know that was mm. a thing. And, uh, cause I've done a lot of the Endwalker and Stormblood's uh, Shadowbringer zones and completed those. And I saw those. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Did not realize this thing that started in Stormblood, I guess. And so you get like an extra bonus story. And so, and then sometimes they're not all that great. Like one time, uh, one of the quests that I'm doing, right now in Stormblood is literally just like a guy's trying to be a fisher and he sucks at being a fisherman and then like a pirate's <laughs> gonna help him and then you do like the two quests and they come together and it's like the pirate and the fisherman have a solution to save this one town and it's not like a crazy good story but it's like a fun little meanwhile there's other ones that are just like remember that thing that you thought was a nothing thing it's actually awesome and you're like and um <laughs> they the only reason why I even thought about that being like an option of things to do is because they do a, a really smart thing in uh, Shadowbringers and in Endwalker, which is, I guess they get rid of your class quests and they now do quests that are uh, whatever, like the like melee this and and that's fine and dandy and that's great, but they do a thing that is if you level up all of these and you beat all of the role quests. We got something special for you. And that's fire. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to say, you know, consider leveling up one of each. That's all I'll say. Okay. So when, when folks come in and we're doing a leveling stream and they're like, why aren't you MSQing? We'll be like, Jesse Cox told us. And you'd be right. We have you would this. be correct. We have to do this. You laugh in their faces because they clearly didn't do some of the coolest <laughs> content in the game. It's bizarre to me that it exists and no one told me. Until I was, they were like, oh, did you do this? I was like, what do you mean? They're like, trust me, you'll love it. Our current plan Lo is, changes is to do it before we, like, to do the Shadowbringers role quest before we move on to Endwalker and, and then also get prepared to do the Endwalker ones. I would say the best thing you could do is, you know, beat Shadowbringers, but then when you're done, level up stuff immediately. So when you go into 6.1 and all that stuff, you have, like, get those role quests out of the way. Because it will change your perspective on so much stuff. It's so interesting. Love it. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. That's all, all I'm going right. to say. I think Roll Quest right. might be their own video, Kyle. All right. Very well. well we started up the we started up the the tank one. That was that was going places. That was that was touching touching things. Yeah. Now imagine that for all of them. Ah. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, you've been very generous through the time already. So we're going to rapid fire through a couple that came in through our Discord for you. Sure, of course. Uh, Midnight from our Discord wants to know, how does it feel being on the other side of the reaction vampire equation and watching other streamers and content creators uh, like our fabulous GG boys, Midnight's words, not mine, go through the MSQ? I, I love it. I'm addicted to it. It is a weird thing that I, I, like I said at the beginning, I cannot stop. I feel like an energy vampire watching other people. Uh, I've seen every single reaction video to the end of the last three expansions 
online. And I'm not saying maybe once a week I actively search for it. Uh, so if you're putting out content, I have probably seen it. Internet. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love seeing the way people react to different things, even if it's not uh, the same way I would have reacted. Everyone's reactions are, are different. And it's fun to see the sort of, uh, you know, the pitch that uh, Final Fantasy delivers and whether, you know, people swing or not is fascinating to me. I love it. That's awesome. Suna wants to know if you have a favorite non-spoilery moment from our stuff, from Garrett and Kyle. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I don't, I don't know what it is about me, but I have like a fascination when I was younger, when lost was still on TV, I would listen to this podcast all the time. It was these dudes who lived in Hawaii who like, were like, we're next, we live next to the set. So we see everything. And they would like give you the inside information, but it would always be wrong. I love that stuff. So like I said, when I uh, tuned into the most recent episode, I went directly to the part where it was like, we're in the cave. We're getting lore details. And I love watching the two of you react to things that are like, major major things and just giving your thoughts and, and what you think is going to happen because sometimes you're absolutely correct and sometimes you're way off and i'm not going to tell you which and frankly it is always always good always good and i love that kind of stuff so uh yeah i it, and again just in a general sense it's nice to see something that isn't just a straight react video the two of you sit down and you thoughtfully like consider what is placed in front of you and you uh, have like a great, I'm, I I hope it's edited because if it's not, the two of you are so good at just talking, it upsets me. Uh, but <laughs> the, like I sit there and I'm like, do they edit this? They like, don't talk over each other. They sit there and they're very like considerate of each other's thoughts and they like have a conversation and one person. And I'm just like, they better edit some this. I'm so upset. It is this somewhat is so edited. Well done. It is somewhat edited. Uh, there's definitely I'm some so, crosstalk, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but sometimes there isn't. And sometimes we intentionally lead the crosstalk because we feel it sells our, our sure. fervor in the moment. Like it seems so good. And that's why, that's why immediately I was like, Oh, I, I love these two. These guys are great because watching the two of you just like really take a moment, like to consider, Oh, this thing happened. And now we're going to talk about what this thing means, not only to us, but like maybe to the game and maybe to the, and that stuff is something you rarely see anymore when it comes to just content creation. A lot of it is like, here's my hot take. I think this sucks. I'm not going to explain why you should know. And then like, it's trash. And so it's very nice to see some like genuinely good content. And I'm just like, all right. So yeah, there's a reason why I was watching your stream. And there's a reason why the two of you, when you were like, you want to be on, I was like, hell yes. So did not invite you here today to be complimented, but I accept it. Thank you. You're going to get it anyway. That's very kind. Yeah. That's very, very kind. <laughs> Damn. I will, I will, I will pocket that as we head into the edit immediately following this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got a doozy tomorrow. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think we'll we'll cap it. I think we'll cap it there, Jesse. You've been so kind with your time. Yeah. I was like, we're in for look, like an hour ish. Looks down. I look forward minutes. to someday finishing your videos like that because the magic That's, one was great. Yeah. The, the astral humble divide you did, and then it said, "No, stop watching." I'm like, ah. Oh. I mean, technically, uh, I'd have to go back and look. Technically, I think you're already past Maybe. the spoiler okay. point. 
I think, but I'd have to go look because I might say a thing that's like spoileries. But I would say you can wait um, to the end of 6.0. There's just, yeah, I'm just like thrilled that I get to make silly content about things that I love and then come on here and talk about the exact same like silly stuff that I love. It's a, you know what? It's a wonderful place to be. It's a crazy career that I have. And I'm just thrilled. Like you're like, Oh, can you give us an hour? I could literally sit here and talk about this all day. <laughs> it is a problem I have. Wonderful. So wonderful. You know, well, if you enjoyed your time, we will be asking you to come back once we're uh, current. So, so you can just cool. be here and be like, let me tell you about the funniest thing you were dog ass wrong about <laughs> i'm just gonna sit here and smile while the two of you just gush <laughs> I, i'm convinced no matter what you think by the end you'll be like based on the conversations you've had based on the conversation we had today if you aren't losing your mind by the end of this i will be i feel like i will have let you down because <laughs> it is I, it's beautiful like the end of this is beautiful and i say that not as like a, oh, it looked cool, but like a genuinely beautiful story arc that for those of you who played it for 10 years, I have to feel like that was a giant payoff, right? I have to feel like it. Um. Now, am I hyping this? Yes, but I'm passionate. I'm passionate, chat. I can't help myself. Just, you know what? I'm just like you. We're all fools. We're all fools, chat. I tried. I tried so hard and I failed already. So screw Love, it. Yeah. I'm hyping it. Uh, just t type no hype Jesse in the chat right now, please. And uh, we'll, we'll move on <laughs> in lieu of smiles in case there's spoilers. Just type no, no hype it. Jesse. I love the passion. Yeah, dude. Uh, this, this has been, this has been a, a butt ton of fun. And I mean, this is just, it was a treat when you showed up last week in our chat. We're like, Oh shit, Jesse's here. That was fun. And then it evolved in this. And this is, this is, as, as much as the internet can sometimes get you down, a uh, little reminder here of uh, sometimes the internet is a wonderful, magical uh, place. So mm -hmm. thanks for coming by. Uh, as oh, our pleasure. guests, if somehow people listening to the sound of my voice don't know where to find internet juggernaut Jesse Cox, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me at Jesse Cox everywhere, um, except for Instagram, where I'm notorious COX, because some dude who is a beautiful model his name Jesse Cox and bless his sweet soul. He's probably really upset that when people search it, <laughs> you get me first. I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he's over there like looking amazing. And I just want to say, sorry, sucker. Should have got there earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, COX. So that uh, when you yep. show up to the next time Jesse Cox is on and Chad is spamming, show us the Cox, you know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know what stream you are at the correct stream. They were referring to the male model. Yeah, yeah, no, I oh, get it. I oh, understand. Yes, mm. yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, before we go, we want to thank our wonderful uh, patrons that support this podcast on our Patreon, which you can get to by going to supportourbromance.com. That'll take you straight to our Patreon. We'd like to. <laughs> I'm glad you find that amusing. That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> Which uh, we'd also like to thank our most recent patron, Nicholas. Thanks for signing up, Nicholas. We appreciate the support. And as always, as a special level of patrons, we thank each and every episode. Those are our legendary level backers. So thank you very much, Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Wayra E., Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E-A, B. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Garrett Art. Kyle's at Kyle Ferguson. And we have a joint account for all of our show stuff at Garrett and Kyle. 
Other than that, just go to youtube.com slash TV. That's grinding gear. That's everything that this extremely intensely meta conversation that we just had here, all, all of it's all of it's there. Or on Jesse Cox's channel. So go to those channels. Watch our shining face, our bearded faces. I just realized how many beards are on screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, today. I guess we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is Beard Central up in here. Mm. Uh, can we retroactively get a sponsor from a beard oil company? That would be nice right now. I would appreciate it. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, until next time, GG. Take care. No one can see me wave. <laughs> <laughs>